0: Men don't talk face-to-face, they talk shoulder-to-shoulder. Shoulder-to-shoulder. That's the official motto of the Australian Men's Shed Association, which now has more than 900 locations around the country and many more around the world. It's about making connections, and I'm not talking dowel joints or spot welding here.
1: This is Signs of the Times Radio with Kent Kingston.
0: Yes, you are with Signs of the Times Radio, and here in the studio with me is community broadcaster and men's shed aficionado, Brian Lankow. How are you, Brian? I'm doing very well, and thank you for inviting me into your studio. Yeah, it's, look, it's absolutely fantastic that, that you could be here. Yeah, you, you've been involved in radio for a, a long time, so I don't need to talk to you about mic technique or anything. That's that's fantastic. In, in the Sydney area, Josh? 26 years
1: out of Borkham Hills Community Radio Station and now coming out of the Gold Coast. The website is bethere.org.au if you want to listen.
0: Okay, well there you go. And you, you have a particular focus here on supporting families who've struggled with abuse, a history of abuse in the family. Is that right? Yes, that is correct. Mainly
1: the music that goes 24 hours a day with my interjections is particularly strong tilted towards support, Mm -hmm. romantic interests and the disappointment and all of those sorts of things. So we lift the... people up more than putting them down
0: yeah well sure so it's a bit, bit of positive radio there oh well, look and we, we're we totally into, into being positive here too but what we really wanted to focus on today was your involvement with the men's shed movement and it's interesting they call it a movement because it's not just an organization so tell us a, a little bit about your personal involvement with the men's shed movement and i guess you know what it what it is like what it feels like when you actually walk in there
1: Okay, now look, I started with a men's shed organization many years ago. In fact, I was a working man at the time, mm-hmm. and uh, I have joined three in my course of life. The first one was very interesting insofar as it was only once a month, and the men's shed at that time that I joined was sh- shared between two members big sheds, they didn't, ha- in other words, the organisation didn't have a shed of their own, they mm-hmm. used members' sheds, and that was very interesting,
0: but uh, I... Okay, a- when, when you said, so you're just talking about average blokes who, who had a pretty good shed set up at home. Exactly. They would invite a, a bunch of other guys to come around and hang out in right. their shed, and they could use their tools or so bring they, some of their own, okay. So
1: they alternated between the two sheds. As I, I was a working boy, I and having very early starts... The work at night got a little bit uh, involved, and so I quit that because of my working Mm. temperament more than the uh, lack of interest in the men's shed. Yeah, sure. The second men's shed that I joined, which was fairly local to where I live, it turned out to be a show and tell, and I was intimidated by the absolute intricacy And the finish... The the professionalism by the sound of it. I was a learner. I wanted to (laughs) learn, in particular, wood-turning techniques. Oh, yeah. And these people really, really intimidated me. So I did it for about three weeks, and then I...
0: Decline to continue, right? So, so I guess it's important if if you're going to get involved in men's shed to to find a men's shed that where the interests of the guys there are, I guess, compatible with yours, and where the level of expertise is also compatible with yours. Yes,
1: and and if they're willing to teach a newbie along the lines that the new person really wants to go to. Mm-hmm. Now, I would suggest to anyone who is looking for a shed to shop. Around right. For one that suits them in the area that they live. The third one, which I'm currently belonging to, and I have been a member now for nearly two years, okay, is fantastic. It uh, really is. It's open during the day mm-hmm. for a Thursday, and it's open on a Saturday.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I go to the Thursday one, and there would be approximately 15
0: to 20 people on a Thursday. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it, we've got an article about the men's shed movement in, in this month's Signs of the Times magazine by Suvi Mahonan, and she sort of gives the impression there that most of the men who are involved in the men's shed movement are retired guys. Is that your experience? Well, that certainly will,
1: is the case now mm-hmm. with the one that I belong to because it's held during the day. Yeah. Now, the ones at night had a different aspect because the majority of them had day jobs anyway. Right. And it was only the personal involvement with me having a job that started very early in the morning that precluded
0: me from continuing. Right, yeah, because I have to admit, I've been interested myself in the men's shed movement when when I first bought a motorbike a couple of years ago. And, and uh, you know I like older kind of bikes and basically if, if you're going to own an old motorcycle you then need to learn to be a mechanic <laughs> 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 unless, mm. unless you've got a lot of money so I started looking around well is there a men's shed around here that maybe you know I could go to in the evenings after work and some maybe some old fellow with some expertise in mechanics could you know give me some tips but it did turn out that the opening hours were pretty much during the day which did preclude someone who was in full-time work so that was a bit disappointing for me but luckily I I've, you know, since found other, other guys who, you know, are interested in motorbikes. And there's something sort of special, isn't there, about, like, guys getting together, working on a project together, sharing expertise and tips. And, yeah, it's, it's a, a great way to connect. It's interesting for me because I come out of the
1: building trade, and for all of my working life, I was working with timber Mm -hmm. and then went into management but still dealing with the use and the techniques of timber work. Yeah. So when I joined the last organization, I had a whole heap of projects that I wanted to do and there is always someone in the Men's Shed Association that is revolving around and they do their own thing and you're Mm. doing your thing and they are always willing to give you advice whether you are wanting it or whether you are not. <laughs> uh, now, the Men's shed, as I said, that I go to, is has about 15 to 20-odd attendees. It fluctuates, of course. Mm. Of those 15 to 20, I would say 50, 50% mm. of the attendees would have personal projects that either they were doing for themselves or some people were helping them. And sometimes they helped me, sometimes I helped them. Mm -hmm. The balance of people who were there had no project whatsoever. They weren't interested in doing anything. And they sat around the table, cups of coffee, cakes on the table, and they just wanted to chat. And that has a very distinct and obvious purpose
0: because they were in the company of men. Yeah, yeah, and, and this is the thing, I mean, in Suvi's article, she says that it can be really hard for guys if you've worked full time for a long time, most of your social connections are with other people at work. And you actually don't have a lot of friends outside of work. So when you get to the end of your working life, you get the, you know, proverbial gold watch and you, you go home and there you are with the missus, just eyeballing each other sort of, you know, 24 seven. The wheels can start to fall off, you know, blokes suddenly realize I actually don't have a lot of connections. I'm actually lonely here and like depression, anxiety. And, and that's a time when like marriages can break up and, and stuff like that. So I guess these men's sheds, like you say, it's not simply about, you know, fixing you know learning to woodturn or or fixing you know someone's motorcycle, there's some real social and emotional needs that are being fulfilled or by that by that organization.
1: Yeah, that's interesting because these men who talk about current events, mm-hmm. they talk about things that they have done, they listen to other people. Mm-hmm. There's no emphasis. I have never heard. Any of them in the two years that I've been at this men's shed Mm -hmm. where the men actually do talk to one another, there has been no inclination that I have heard Mm. about these things that you just mentioned, Mm. depression, arguments with the wife, Mm. uh, the fact that they're having problems with their grandchildren. All of those so-called mental things Mm -hmm. never seem to come up. It is mainly talking about current events, Mm. sporting fixtures, things that they have done, visitation, overseas visits, wherever they have gone. But nevertheless, it's serving a purpose because Mm. they are out in the open, out of the trouble zone, if I can put it along those lines, <laughs> yeah. And they are enjoying men's
0: company. Mm-hmm. Well, what's special about that? I mean, obviously, you know, a man and and his wife could have been married for thirty, forty years, and they're the best friend that a, a guy has in the world. So, yeah. why this need? Do you think for men to connect with with other men in an environment like the men's shed?
1: I can't answer that because it's never occurred to me <laughs> okay. I enjoy
0: my wife's company. <laughs> well, and, and that's what I'm saying. Most guys do, yeah. but nevertheless, these, there's still yeah. this
1: need. My my need was to have a project. Mm. And so I I developed around my need department a set of goalposts that I wanted to kick the ball through. Mm. So, yeah, look, it's, it is of interest that these men get together, and I have heard stories, apocryphal maybe, Mm -hmm. about people who have retired, and they've got no interest in life. They sit around home, and death comes very quickly. Scary, isn't it? Yeah. And most of the men that are in the men's shed that I belong to are in the zone, myself included. Mm -hmm. So there's a little bit of a worry. Uh, We have a few deaths in that two years yeah, yeah. where people just don't appear anymore and we find, A, they have passed away and no one's told us about it, mm-hmm. or they are very good members and we know a little bit about them and we go along as a group of men mm. in our men shed. Shirts, mm-hmm. and we represent the men's shed at their funeral. Wow. And uh, and that is, a
0: well, a little bit of a comfort for us, but it, mm-hmm. more of a comfort for the yeah. um, bereaving yeah. families. Yeah. So you, what it seems that you're saying is that for a lot of men, the, the men's shed, you know, those projects they're involved in, those guys they're connected with, the appointments that they have, you know, Thursday, Saturday, or whenever it is, gives them a sense of purpose in their life, a sense of direction.
1: Well, it sets up a program yeah. of of attainment. They have other attainments that we hear nothing of, mm. and uh, they just work through a, a, a calendar, if you like, a mm. weekly calendar. Yeah. And it's like a person that goes out and plays golf every Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got an aiming point, yeah. and they know that on that particular day, they don't come to the shed. they just pick up their golf clubs, yeah. those sorts of things. Sure. And, and it serves the same sort of
0: purpose. Mm -hmm. I actually lived until quite recently next door to a a guy who is involved with the men's shed in Wanji on on Lake Macquarie. That's based at a, I think, a Uniting Church sort of hosted. Mm -hmm. Is that fairly common for churches to... It is
1: absolutely common, and I haven't told you, but the men's shed that I belong to is an adjunct to the Glenwood Baptist Church. Oh, okay, there you go. And I rather enjoy the theological debates that we have around the lunchtime table of which I sit down and have oh, a So there a are a tea. few of
0: the Baptist guys from that local church involved, are there? Yes, and it is part of their
1: structure of the shed that only members of the Baptist Church are committee members. Oh, right, okay. Um, and they do that for a specific, a specific reason And that is that if the majority of committee members were outside of their particular brief, Mm -hmm. then they could be voted. Uh, something could be voted in Mm -hmm. that they didn't want. So I'm fully conversant with that sort of uh, aspect of life.
0: Yeah, because the the Men's Shed Association, the broader umbrella body, is not a Christian organization. In fact, I imagine they're pretty strictly non-sectarian.
1: In fact, I have in front of me a few things from the Men's Shed Association, Mm. and one of the things is, the AMSA will not admit to membership of any organization which is aimed primarily at promoting a particular religious view or practice.
0: Okay, so there you go. So So, so they're saying a men's shed is not, if you're going to be under that official umbrella body, a men's shed is not there to... Promote their religion. Yeah, it's not there to convert people to, to the religion of the... Church that's, right. that's hosting the oh, look. I mean, I think that's fair enough in in some ways. I mean, there's you know there are guys in the community that have this need. They don't necessarily want to learn more about religion, but they do have this social need to connect with, with other people. And and I guess this is why we call it a men's shed movement because there are men's sheds that are not associated with exactly. the Australian Men's Shed Association, but there are some that are. So well, that yeah. doesn't preclude us from talking about theology. Oh, of course not. In the uh, past
1: few months that have gone by there has been a spectacular sportsman that has been sort of uh, discriminated against Mm, if I can use that
0: Israel Falau Israel
1: Falau and so we talk about the the freedom of speech. Mm. Was the organisation that was employing him mm. has the right to do this? Has he got the right to say what he believes? Yeah, and so it's a hot
0: topic, isn't it? So many of, different angles.
1: All of these subjects, and that is only one oh, yeah. that come into the discussion around the lunchtime program, of mm. which I sit down and have a cup of tea with them. Mm-hmm. And you get the forals and you get the againsts. But the amazing thing is, we. I can sit next door to a man who is vehemently against everything that I say, mm-hmm. and I vice versa against the things that he says. Mm-hmm. But at the conclusion of lunch, when we wash the dishes, mm-hmm. we can say, okay, buddy, do you need a hand with your project? Mm-hmm. And we can work alongside of each other with no discrimination whatsoever. That's fantastic. Uh, and that's the, the whole thing about the, uh, the men's shed. Now... The men that come there are not all fit and able. Yeah, yeah. We have carers that bring severely disabled men into the men's shed. Wow. And that caused a little bit of concern Mm -hmm. when they first came because in a men's shed there are fairly dangerous machinery Mm -hmm. and a person could get hurt very, very easily. Mm. It has never failed, these guys who cannot talk, Mm -hmm. they are completely disabled as far as their mobility and as far as their speech are concerned, but they are looked after so lovingly by their carers. Mm -hmm. And And uh, they have
0: the opportunity of social connection and interaction with the other guys who are there.
1: Yes, and and we greet them and put our arms around these disabled Mm -hmm. men. Mm And uh, we congratulate the carers for the absolute brilliance that they portray in bringing these guys
0: into our shed. No, that's fantastic. Some, something, yeah, I was about to say, the, the guy who I used to live next door to, um, Peter, who's involved in uh, the Wanji Men's Shed, told me that often another organisation will come to their men's shed and say, Hey, listen. You know we're a you know local sailing club or whatever, and we've got a small wooden boat that's sort of in need of a a bit of a patch up. Can you give us a hand? And they'd know that if they got a professional you know boat builder to do it, it would cost much much more than the boat is worth and much more money than they have. And so their men's shed in particular does a lot of sort of voluntary community sort of projects to help other organisations and other people around the place. Is that something common among men's sheds, to your knowledge? Yes, it is. Uh, This Particular organization that
1: runs the shed out of their properties mm-hmm. have a personal theological program that they spend a lot of money into. Mm-hmm. It's looking after families of refugees in the Blacktown area. Right. So, okay, Brian comes along there and he's got full of these ideas, and I make toys and things for my grandchildren. Mm-hmm. They said, Oh, you do all of that for your grandchildren. Can we help? And Mm I said, well, my grandchildren don't need any more stuff. Thank you all the same. (laughs) Oh, no, we didn't mean that. Could you help us build all of these toys for these deserving families? Mm. So wooden toys? Wooden toys. Mm. We made 46 trucks Mm -hmm. because the the group banded together. And every month we spent uh, one day flat out doing these things Mm -hmm. and we presented them to uh, these refugee families. We've also built Dolls, toys, cradles for dolls, push prams for the girls. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, look, there is projects that the organization with whom we're connected. Does as an outreach program, Mm -hmm. and we support them. So Mm -hmm. it's a it's a two way street.
0: Yeah, so it's not just about blokes doing their own projects. It's also about seeing what need there is in the community. No, that's that that sounds absolutely fantastic. Are, Are you aware at all? Have you looked into the history of the Men's Shed movement at all? Like where it started, who it started. Well, I think it came out of the medical division of Australia.
1: And uh, I see in some of the stuff that I've got here that mm. I'll leave with you. Mm. I think it started in 2007. Mm-hmm. And the idea f- that I, and this is apocryphal because mm-hmm. I, I really haven't put my finger on it. Mm-hmm. It was recognized through medical I- intuition that women didn't come down with the same emotional things that men do, the women seem to be more open and more vocal and the more Able to speak with their girlfriends mm, more socially uh, connected about things, mm. not necessarily the specifics, but certainly the implications. Mm-hmm. And they can get advice from their girlfriends over a cup of coffee in a mm. coffee bar. Yeah. Yeah. Men seem to be isolationists mm. and the men's shed organization, as I understand it, started in 2007.
0: Mm-hmm. In, in Australia, and is it an Australian initiative? It's worldwide now. It's worldwide now. It's spread, but hasn't I, it? New Zealand, US, all over the place. All over yeah. the, the
1: women's prime minister that came, uh, Julia Gillard, mm-hmm. her partner. Was the government sponsor mm. and, and spokesman for the, uh, for the Men's well, Shed right, Association. Tim. Tim, I can't remember his name,
0: but Tim. Yeah, yeah <laughs> yes, yeah. the yeah. first bloke. The first bloke, yeah. <laughs> uh, he was, he
1: was, uh, the governmental connection yeah. with the Men's Shed Association. Whether he's still involved with that, probably not. Yeah. Now but that he was here. a patron for a while. He was the patron, that's the word on the board. Right, okay. Uh, and so it, it grew because of a s- perceived
0: need. Mm. Well, I mean, obviously it's more than a perceived need because, I mean, you look at the number of them, those men sheds that are around these days, I mean, they're all over the place. There's hundreds of them, but they're all thousands. Diff- but
1: they're all different. Yeah, They all cater for a different position in society. Yeah, And uh, as I have previously mentioned, I have tried three. Mm-hmm. Two didn't suit me yep. because of my own personal circumstances, but the third one just clicked with me and... Yeah. To be fair, I have given this a fair bit of thought. Mm. My theological belief Mm. is very, very similar to the theological belief of the church that runs the men's that I'm a member of.
0: Yeah, so there's a connection there. There is a A a faith connection. Yeah.
1: Yes, a faith connection.
0: Yeah. Well, look, I mean, it's, I mean, the men's sheds aren't McDonald's, you know, it's, it's not a franchise where you can expect to get exactly the same, you know, McChicken burger in, in every outlet. I mean, each men's shed being a movement is going to reflect their interests and the personalities of of its members. And that's sort of the way it should be in some ways, isn't
1: it? Yeah. There's that diversity. Now, there's one guy who comes to the men's shed and he has a lot of trouble walking. He's a, he's mentally alert. But he's physically a mess because of other things. Yeah. And so he wants to be involved in a project. Mm -hmm. Thursday just gone, as by way of example, I'm making a rocking horse. Mm -hmm. I've made five of them now, and I'll show you a picture of them later. He wanted to do something, but he had nothing. Mm. So I was cutting out the profiles for this rocking horse and giving him all of these bits and pieces, hundreds of pieces, Mm. And he sat there all day in a seat with a piece of sandpaper in one hand and a piece of timber in another, and he was just sanding. Mm. And at the end of the day, he had a big grin
0: because he knew that he was helping me. Yeah, he'd made a... I mean, heck, who likes sanding? It's the worst job. (laughs) (laughs) I I spent yesterday sanding my deck. So uh, (laughs) even with a machine, it gets old pretty quick.
1: (laughs) So look, there, there are people who are willing but not experienced. Yeah. And so we give them... Simple jobs. Mm. Eventually, they will make a tea tray Mm. so that they can sit in bed and have a cup of coffee and a cake yeah, without yeah. spilling things onto the bed sheets. Those yeah. sort of
0: simple little projects. Yeah. Now, Brian, men's sheds aren't all, you know, beer and Skittles and, uh, you know, men being working shoulder to shoulder as the official, you know, AMSA uh, yeah. motto is. You know, men don't work face to face. They work shoulder to shoulder. There's also the very hot button issue of women. There are some women who say they want to, well, some women are coming along to men's sheds. Is this a, is this the end of the world as we know it? Or is this something that men's sheds can, can deal with? What, what do you say?
1: I have a very strong (laughs) opinion. (laughs) Okay, go on. Which is not shared by everybody. Okay, that's fine.
0: Whatever, I don't even know what your opinion is yet. Whatever it is, I'll play devil's advocate for And it's
1: not shared by women, strangely enough. Okay. I support women coming into A shed. And there are a number of reasons why. Mm -hmm. The first thing comes from a trade background. I'm a tradie. Mm -hmm. Yep. There is a trade shortage Mm -hmm. in Australia. Yeah. And so women who have been standing on the Mm sidelines are now going into the building trade. Mm -hmm. Now, in the course of time, those women are going to be retiring. Mm -hmm. And they will have all of the necessary skills. So my belief is eventually... They will Mm. make ingresses into the, into the men's shed. Mm.
0: But I mean, there are already women there. I mean, some, some guys like bring their wives along and the, you know, the missus brings along some scones and, and it's like, I, well, if you're bringing on the scones, you're very welcome anytime, you know, and it, and, and it's all fine. And there yes. are women who do enjoy learning practical skills and, you know, just yes. they get along in that environment really, really well. Some men's sheds are very against it. Some men's sheds are like, hey, it's it's fine. The the other thing, mm. I've
1: mentioned the, the, sh- the trade shortage. Yeah. The other thing is that when you get a group of men who... Used to rough sort of language, Mm -hmm. and I've heard every word in the sun. Mm -hmm. Tell you, and it doesn't frighten me, and it doesn't annoy me Mm -hmm. because I've lived with that. I don't use those words myself. Yep, yep. The women coming in, they can be as bold as a man. Oh yeah as far as that's concerned, but they do tend to subdue that sort of attitudinal approach Mm -hmm. to life. Yeah, yeah. So that could be a plus.
0: So so the blokes sort of settle down a bit and watch their language a little bit more when women are around. I think so. And and for you, that's a positive. Some guys might see that as a negative. They might say, you know what, I can't be myself when there's a woman around. I feel like I have to watch my P's and Q's. Now... First one that I belonged to, yeah.
1: the one that was held once a month in alternating men's private sheds. Yeah, yeah. When I first turned up the first night, there was a woman there, mm-hmm. and I asked very quietly, "What's the woman doing here?" <laughs> and the explanation was <laughs> yes. quite justifiable. Yep. the The rationale behind the whole thing was that her husband, who had, was now deceased, right was a member of the Men's Shed. Right. She was obviously grieving, mm-hmm. and someone out of sympathy mm. or, or Kindness. understanding yeah, yeah. said, hey, look, I don't know her name, let's call her Doris. Yeah. Hey, Doris, come along to the Men's Shed one night mm. and meet the men that your husband was friendly with. mm So she came along, mm-hmm. and she stayed, and she stayed, and she stayed, and I joined, mm-hmm. And then left at a subsequent time. And Doris was still there. And Doris was still there. Now, I have had an opportunity of talking with the convener of that men's shed Mm. many years later, and he said that the whole thing blew to bits. Yeah. And I asked, why? And apparently, Doris had a female friend, and she said, why don't you come to the men's shed? (laughs) So along comes the friend of Doris. Right. And one owner of the one shed said, if women are coming to the men's shed, you're not going to be using my shed. Mm. The owner of the other shed said, oh, that's a bit of a blow. My wife was thinking of joining. Mm -hmm.
0: So the convener said, that's it, closing down. There you go. So I, I guess, I mean, I can understand from a certain point of view that there are guys who say, you know what, we need a A safe place where men can be men, talk about men's issues. Um, as you say, you haven't heard a lot of opening up about personal stuff, but I understand it does happen in, in some places. Exactly. You know, there does need to be a safe place for men to, you know, enjoy the company of, of other men. And some people think men's sheds are, are that. I don't have a problem with that. If that's what the, what that particular men's shed thinks, but I don't have a problem either with, I mean, these situations just sort of, Evolve, don't they? You know, yes. like like the situation with Doris that you mentioned, and it's to me, it's a, it's a beautiful thing, and I just think we need to be open to it, really. In in the end, that's that's my honest opinion. I, I don't really care either way. I think it's up to each individual menshed to see what works for them. Well, the suffragette movement started with a lot of opposition, mm.
1: and now it's accepted. That's right. And now the glass ceiling is being shattered mm-hmm. as far as uh, business executives are concerned, and. Sp- Politics and prime ministerships and Mm. all of that sort of thing. So yes, look, I, I think that eventually it will be a change. Mm. Um, So my personal opinion, as
0: previously said, I'm in favor of it. Yeah. Well, there you go. Hey, well, thanks so much, Brian. I really appreciate, you know, you sharing some of your insights from your, your personal experiences with, with Menchette. And I know our our readers would, would, if they're interested, we'll get a, a lot more, you know, information and perspectives about the men's sheds movement from, uh, the article that's in this month's signs of the times magazine, a, a shed full of men, it's called. So yeah, you can obviously Google, Google men's sheds, um, look up the Australian men's shed association, see if there's one in your area. And as Brian says, you know, just sort of, you know, shop, ch- around. shop around, see what's going on. Thanks so much for your time, Brian. Really appreciate it.
1: Pleasure and thank you very much for inviting me in. I've enjoyed it. I like being in front of a microphone. <laughs> Excellent.
0: <laughs> Today's episode was based on an article appearing in this month's Science of the Times magazine. A subscription is just $26 for 11 issues a year. To find out more, visit scienceofthetimes.org.au. Signs of the Times has been published in Australia since 1886 and is proudly produced by Adventist Media.